Why, yep, for March 4th, 2005. To start, press any key. Where's the any key? Aloha and ahoy there. This is Hawaii Up at HawaiiUp.com. Podcasting at you from Honolulu, Hawaii. This is show number two or two and a half, depending on when you started counting. And today I am not talking to you from the den of a townhouse in Mililani in the dead of night, but instead from the center lane of H1, Interstate H1, Eva Bound or Westbound, stuck in bumper-to-bumper afternoon rush hour traffic. Yes, although we live on a beautiful tropical island, or subtropical island to be perfectly accurate, we do still need to spend a lot of time sitting in our cars. But thanks to the magic of podcasting, I can put that time to better use, or at least better use than plotting the deaths of my fellow commuters. So let's get started. As uh, I mentioned in my last show, I wanted to do some stuff remotely, putting this Olympus digital voice recorder to some use. I normally use it just to record boring meetings. Now I'm using it to record boring me. I'm not sure what I want to do with today's show. I do think I'm going to uh, have an insightful interview with my son, Zachary, who's two years old. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. Um, And of course, there'll be music, lots of music. I can't resist, though, starting off with a little bit of thinking about podcasting again. You know, you'll have to forgive me. I'm new to it. It's just what we got to do to get it out of our system. I don't listen to as many podcasts as I should. Uh, I download a lot, but finding the time to hear them, listen to them, is a little more difficult. I tried, you know, using my time at the gym to take it in, but it's really hard to get up a good rhythm on the treadmill when you're listening to someone else talking about Firefox. Uh, Maybe you can do it, but I just don't have that kind of rhythm. But I have listened to a few, some at work. Um, I listened to Roxanne Darling's uh, first podcast. She uh, does In the Transition, inthetransition.com, and in her very reflective winter solstice show, she had said something to the effect of podcasting had given her partner, Shane, a level of expression that she hadn't seen before, and that got her to thinking about how, you know, geeks who she said are not particularly the most social of animals, were seizing on technology to do something a little more colorful, a little more expressive than we would normally ascribe to them. Now, my first thought was, well, I don't know if that's true. You know, I'm a geek, and I definitely like to meet other people and talk to other people, and I actually see technology as a means to enhancing or encouraging interaction with other people, not just online, but in person, you know, even when I had a BBS, as much fun as it was to type out messages in various BBS forums, what really did it for me was when the members of my BBS would have picnics or parties at people's houses, and we'd just all hang out and throw fruit at each other, and it's a long story, but we got to hang out in person, and we wouldn't have had that interaction at all if we did not connect first online. So, you know, at first I was kind of dubious, but I thought about it. I might 
be a really talkative, egotistical, self-centered, outspoken kind of guy, but believe it or not, I do have some xenophobic tendencies that are ascribed to geeks. Um, my wife is probably the one who knows these the best. Probably the most annoying to her is my dislike of the telephone. I don't like to call people on the phone, whether it's ordering pizza or getting information. I want it online. I want it by email. I want some way that I can control the time and place of the interaction and telephones just don't do it for me. It's someone else making that decision, calling me up and I have to put down what I'm doing and answer their questions or have a chat with them. Not that I don't like my friends and not that I don't like people in general, but you know, if I had the choice, I would take online versus say the telephone. Believe it or not, Hawaii Public Radio's Michael Titterton, a uh, very upstanding citizen, uh, I once met him and I said, I would love to give money to your Hawaii Public Radio fund drives, but I just don't like talking to operators on the phone. If you find some way that people can give you money online, then I'll do it. And he just gave me a funny look and he said, in his accented way that I can't really emulate. Well, that sounds rather xenophobic, don't you think? And everyone had a good chuckle, and I felt a little silly, but of course, when the fun drive started the very next month, they did have an online contribution method, and that's how I first became an official member after listening to them for years. Did the dislike of the telephone really keep me from giving them money, or was the online component just the final step that needed to push me over the edge. Either way, I think it was good for them and was definitely good for me. So there was one example of where I did shun a more social or more conventional form of communication for a virtual one. So yeah, I guess you could make some general statements that geeks might not be the most outgoing people out there. And you know, it reminded me of online journals, my very first passion on the web where introverted, shy, even, you know, positively antisocial people had found a way to express themselves that, you know, didn't really put them on the spot. On one hand, they had an audience that was worldwide, but on the other hand, they weren't necessarily confronted with that audience. And having that means of expression really helped them to grow and, I don't know, blossom as communicators. Especially when we had the first journal con, a face-to-face conference of online journals back in 2000, it was really interesting how many people there were either very, very much like the personalities that they expressed online, and also how some of them were very, very unlike the people you would think they would be from what they wrote. You know, from their writing, you might think that they were just chatterboxes and funny and zany and bouncing off the walls from what you read, and then you'd meet them and they'd have a hard time putting a sentence together or not being really self-conscious about themselves. So there is something to it. There is something to podcasting being yet another means for which people can express themselves and not necessarily be confronted with their audience but still interact with them but on their own terms. I can see that there will be geeks that will talk up a storm on their podcast. Finally, the cork coming out of the bottle after they've kept themselves bottled up uh, in more conventional settings. 
so this is a good thing the more voices that are out there can only be a good thing so yet another way or yet another thought about how podcasting is uh, is great podcasting is great I think I'll use this opportunity to play some music traffic just cleared up a bit and now I'm racing up H2 toward home so since I probably shouldn't be podcasting and driving I will turn it over to Beth Quist now Beth Quist I played one of her songs in our last show and I told you that there was another song that I liked just as much as that one so this is it it's called Monsters it's also off of her uh, CD and I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit this is Monsters by Beth Quist of Seattle musician. It's about five minutes and 30 seconds. I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy.
Beth Quist there with Monsters. She's on the podcast-friendly music label Magnatune, magnatune.com, and I definitely encourage you to go over there and check out the rest of her stuff, as well as a lot of the other artists. Great stuff there, and we'll be featuring more in future shows. Now, Hawaii Up cares about what you, the listener, thinks. It wouldn't be a wannabe radio show without listener comments, and I'd like to take a moment to feature some of those comments on the air except that we haven't got any listeners, so for our first commentary, I'd like to introduce my two-year-old son, Zachary, who'd like to tell you a little bit about his home state. Zachary? I think Hawaii means Hawaii means that. That means Hawaii. Yeah, I think Hawaii go bye-bye, you rock and I think it's a dog. And I do walk. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. Now, if you've got something to say, whether it's a comment on the show, a reaction to whatever Zach just said, something that's on your mind, an announcement you'd like to make, or just a question about Hawaii, please call us on our listener line, 808-356-0127. You can also shoot us an email at comments at whatyup.com. As they say on NPR, if you send us an email, please tell us where you're from and how to pronounce your name. Now, earlier this week, I attended a brown bag luncheon seminar on podcasting presented by the Pacific New Media Center at the University of Hawaii's downtown campus. Uh, the presenter was Bob Liu, a founding member of the Hawaii Association of Podcasters. A very good presentation, and I'm definitely looking forward to part two in April. But while I was there, I bumped into none other than Roxanne Darling, the very same podcaster I mentioned at the start of the show. While I had her cornered with my voice recorder, I figured I'd put her on the spot and ask her to tell everyone a little bit about the project she's just launched. Great. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. We are going to be offering a seminar on podcasting colon applications for business. Uh, We've been doing the podcasting since September of last year, 2004, and being primarily entrepreneurs and business-oriented people, we're just jumping out of our skin with ideas of how businesses can use this, from sales to marketing to operations to emergency management procedures. And so we want to put that out to the community and see who's interested and see where it goes next. It's really exciting stuff, and it reminds me a lot of where, I guess, where bloggers have come to lately, but it took them maybe five years to get there. And it's interesting to me that podcasters sort of jump almost instantly into, this is really fun and exciting, and that's all well and good, but how can this be applied to more practical things? how can it you know help pay for it so yes yes well for in our case we're a small company and so when we find a new technology one we try it out ourselves first to see if it's something that we want to use or suggest for our clients and then once we decide that we do we don't have a lot of wiggle room to keep playing and so we you know we're looking for people who companies really who like to be on the leading edge who are not afraid of technology, who are willing or actually eager to have outsourced boutique-type firms who are the leading-edge early adopters who can keep them at the, at the head of the class. So it's, it's sometimes hard in a larger organization for people to raise new initiatives because of the momentum or lack of momentum. Specialty firms, that's where we come in. Well, I'll definitely be there, and I presume that uh, it'll be recorded in podcast as well. We, yes, it will. Actually, we're going to do a podcast right in the course of the seminar so that people have 
a very hands-on sense of how quickly this can be done. And then we'll talk about the long-term uses of it and how you can actually convert a part of your organization using podcasting. Well, that's great. So where should folks go to find out more? They go to our website, www, of course, dot barefeet studios, just like it sounds, B-A-R-E-F-E-E-T, S-T-U-D-I-O-S. It's a very long name. Yes, yes. Barefeet Studios. Well, you don't want people to go com. to a bear with, you know, claws and things. No, that might no, be a completely different site. We don't. And, of course, I'll have the link on my site, so that's Thank great. Thank you. And Thanks. we do have our first business podcast up there, and we plan to be doing uh, podcasts weekly, we hope, oh, uh, okay. from, the, from the business site. I will tune in then. Great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Mahalo and aloha. And now for a segment that I was going to call Annoy the Wife, which would involve me chasing my wife around the house until she agreed to say something like buzz off, but instead she's agreed to sit down with us willingly. So instead I'm going to call this section Pith of Pop, the podcast edition, the audio counterpart to her weblog, where she passes judgment on all things pop culture. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Now, today, I think we're going to start with movies. Like all good geeks, we are Netflix subscribers. And as frequently happens in a house with a shared queue, we are frequently engaged in queue showdowns where we move each other's movies up and down to see the things that we want to see. Which, by the way, I've never done. Okay. Well, I move her movies down to see the movies I want to see. And unfortunately, that did happen recently, and I regret to say that I forced her to watch something called iRobot. Jen, what do you think of iRobot? I didn't like it. It was a two-hour-long commercial for Audi and for Converse, and it starred Will Smith. Not a fan of Will Smith? No. I think if they made a movie called Will Smith about a rap star who becomes an actor, Will Smith would be the absolute wrong choice. I see. Well, what did you think about the story? It was interesting, except for the fact that they had to basically stick in a superfluous female, a female character. She didn't have anything to do except pout. She's a big wooden cutout. Well, I mean, I think every Will Smith movie needs the token straight person, which in this case it happened to be a female character. But I agree, she was playing it so cold, I was convinced that the big reveal in the film was that she was going to be the robot. Speaking of superfluous female characters, we watched another recent uh, Netflix film. What was that? The Terminal. It would have been good if it were not for Catherine Zeta-Jones's character, and I am a big fan of Catherine Zeta-Jones. I think she is the closest thing to 30s and 40s Hollywood big-time glitz glamour movie star that we have today. I really like to watch her in almost anything, but in this movie she had no place. You know, the story was about a fish out of water, somebody who was stuck in a place he didn't want to be, somebody who was fighting cabin fever, and they go and they stick him in a relationship. It just didn't work. It it felt tacked on. I agree. This film could have been very interesting with the basic underlying principle. Man gets trapped in an airport without any place to go, and it was based on a true story, but it seems that Spielberg couldn't resist not having a romantic element, and it happens in a lot of films, to be sure. What did you think of Tom Hanks' performance? He was fine. He was Tom Hanks, but I think somebody else would have been perfect. Tony Shalhoub, the star of Monk, I think he would have been perfect. Absolutely, I agree with that. Uh, but, you know, again, Spielberg, he's not going to settle for anything except something off the top shelf. So if you had to give stars to either of these two films, what would you give the movies? 
Maybe two for the terminal, one and a half for iRobot. Ow, tough to please. Well, hopefully in future segments we'll be able to allow you to watch something you actually like, and of course for that to happen I'll stop messing with the Netflix queue. Thanks for joining us, Jen. No problem. You know, the more I think about it, the more I think it would be much more interesting to be filing segments from out and about rather than trying to keep my voice down in the den at home. Right now I'm on Hotel Street in Chinatown in downtown Honolulu, and I thought I'd file an audio postcard of sorts. But uh, rather than talking and telling you what I see and what's going on, I think that I'll just leave this as a blank postcard. I'll just let you hear what I hear as I walk through the Monica Marketplace. So there you are, Mauna Kea Marketplace in the heart of Chinatown in downtown Honolulu. And that's about all we have time for today. Mahalo and thank you for joining me on this experimental trip, this exploratory voyage. I only hope you enjoyed it a tenth as much as I enjoyed making it. I know there's a lot of things that I need to improve and definitely there are a lot of new ideas I want to try. Hawaii Up should be about Hawaii. And until I can get Hawaiian music, that's going to have to be the people and places of these islands. Fortunately, that's a lot of good material. As I mentioned, I'd love to hear from you to know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Call our listener line at 808-356-0127 or drop us a line at comments at hawaiiup.com. All right, that's it. Ahui ho. Until we meet again, aloha. Aloha.